Okay. Courage to develop your potential. Amen. As you are aware, uh, Bishop has been teaching on the subject, and the main text of the subject was from Genesis chapter 1, verse 11 to 13, whereby we realize that God said, okay, we'll just read that. He says, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that, f- that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seeds according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in accordance to their kind. And God saw it was good, and there was evening and there was morning, the third day. Amen. Now, God created everything to have a potential. We realize that our potential is in the inside, it's not outside. Now you realize, even as a human being, if ever you want greatness, it will be from within, not from without. So there is no excuse of environment or anything else because your potential should come from within you. Amen. So uh, uh, today we're going to deal with the topic, our potential is controlled by one vision, commitment, motivation, and faithfulness. I'll get into detail uh, on that. But to review what Bishop did last week, he told us how to discover and develop our potential. And he read from Matthew chapter 25, from 14 to 18. And he made us aware that we should not hide our potential. We need to grow and develop our potential. That's another thing. Potential grows when we use it. So if you don't use your potential, you'll never know or discover your potential. And he said, your potential is found and developed by opening your mind to see opportunities. Cast down all thoughts of fear or failure. Learn all you can to act on your, poten- op- on your opportunity. Get involved with whatever part you can. Meaning, be active. That's why as a church, we believe in active participation, active membership. Amen. And it says, believing for God's blessing in your labor. Believe that God will bless the work of your hands. Believe that it is God who will give you ability to be successful in life. He said you should grow to the fullest stature you can in that area. Develop, know the area where you have a potential and develop it to the fullest potential. Amen. And then the other thing he said, be at the right environment. So, Oscar Zola, it's wrong. Be at the right places where you want to grow. Relate with people who will help you to grow your potential. And it says, as you think, so are you. So, what are your thoughts? What are you meditating on? And he said, we need to guard our potential. Guard it, protect it, don't abuse it. Be careful of uh, some other things that will try to, to destroy your potential. And the other thing is that we should share our potential. That's the last thing that he shared. Yesterday. So we need to share. How do you share your potential? By being a blessing to other people. So talking about discovering potential, like I said, today we'll focus on uh, the topic of um, Our potential is controlled. What controls our potential? Amen. So we're going to read from Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. It says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, 
I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. So we need to give our bodies to God because of what God has done for us. Let them be a living and a holy sacrifice, the kind you will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Amen. Now here, Book of Romans encourages us that uh, we need to give our bodies to God as a living sacrifice. You know, during the morning, Bishop was sharing about altars and telling us when you, t- when you go to an altar, there is a sacrifice that you bring to the altar. So in the Old Testament, you realize they would slaughter whatever it is. You still remember the story of Isaac and Abra- Abraham and Isaac? He was supposed to slaughter Isaac, but he didn't because God provided. Meaning at an altar, you, you kill something. So when you give your life to God, it's like you kill the old man. That's why we call it a living sacrifice. You are not dead, you are alive, but give your body to God as a living sacrifice. And it says, let them be holy let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. So our lives need to be living and holy sacrifice to unearth our potential. Because once we die, like in the Old Testament, there's no way that we're going to be able to express potential. But because we are living, we can express potential. We are to bring our life to an altar, and, and that should be acceptable to God. So we need to value what God values to reach our full potential. So you need to understand that when you go to an altar, anytime you create an altar, there is an exchange of some sort. You take the power of whatever you sacrifice unto. Now... <clears throat> Now, God Jehovah, he's giving us his full life, his thoughts about us, his plans about our lives. So it's an exchange that needs to happen so that we live a full potential life. So can you imagine exchanging your fullness to God? You become like God here on earth. That's why we are little gods. And that's, why we, that's what we need to understand, that when you sacrifice your life, when you give your life to God, God himself is able to turn around your life so that your eggs, your potential, whatever you do, you do excellently like God does things excellently. Amen. So our bodies to serve God, we need to allow, beat our bodies to obey God, to obey God's purposes. We need to be aware that our bodies are the temple of the Lord. Thus, we need to be set apart in whatever we do. That's why the Bible says, even if you are in this world, you are not of this world. You need to understand that you are set apart. You are different. You need to understand that you are controlled by different principles. The principles of the word of God. Because the sacrifice is that it's your commitment to God. Amen. Thus, we should not be molded by the standards of the world. We need to have a mind and a heart dedicated to God's truth, which will produce a life that can stand the test of time. 
So if ever you renew your mind according to the word of God, you'll be able to stand the test of time. You'll be able to be an overcomer. No weapon formed against you will prosper because you are acting like God Jehovah and you are an overcomer. So we said a potential is controlled by number one, vision. Let's read from Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. Vision. So if you, you must have a big vision, it says... I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I mean, the Bible puts it very clear in the book of Ephesians that we are the inheritance of God and you understand that God has given us this hope. So you need to have a big vision for your life. You must dream big because you are serving a big God. Don't come with small dreams because our God is big. Our God is able. There is no power that is above God Jehovah. And my prayer is that when you have that, when you have courage to live your potential, know that God will back you up. God will be there for you because he has given you everything you need for you to be successful in this life. Amen. Paul's prayer is for us to be united in prayer. The other thing is the importance of unity of the body of Christ. That you should speak one language. That you should be the same wherever we are because we are raised by the same father. Today we are celebrating Father's Day as you are, and you know that in a home where there is a father, there is one law, the law of the father. So can you imagine as born again children of God, if we obey one law, the law of God Almighty, we need to be united in faith. We need to be united in how we do life. That way we will unearth our potential. We'll be able to do exactly what the fire desires, and whatever you do, it will be successful. Amen. So attach your life to great purpose and great dreams. That is very key. You need to attach your life to great dreams. Know the hope of your calling. What is it that God called you to do? Have you connected with your destiny? Have you connected with purpose? Do you know why are you, why are you here on earth? Do you understand the reason why God has called you to live here on earth? So it's quite important that we have big dreams. And then may your imagination come alive. May it be that that which you desire, don't allow it to die. Let it come alive because that's your vision. That's what you desire to be. Amen. So faith will enable us to see the dream that God has for our lives. So you must have faith. Believe if God says you are a success story, see yourself successful. See yourself prospering in whatever you do. Think about Joseph. Joseph had a big dream. You still remember the dream that made his brothers to hate him. But Joseph was never discouraged, even if the the brothers wanted to kill him. He lived according to the dreams and the purposes of God. And we realize that even if he was sold in Egypt, he refused to obey to other things that will define the purposes of God about his life. He knew exactly that one day it will come when they will bow to him because he will rule over them. He knew and he didn't want anybody to defile that. So live a life like that. You still remember Potiphar's wife when he wanted to defile uh, Joseph. Joseph received, refused because he knew 
the bigger picture. He never compromised. He allowed the purposes of God, the potential that God has given us to be on earth. He lived to fit the dream that God has given unto him. Amen. Think about Moses. Moses was raised by uh, his mother, but on behalf of someone else. And when the mother raised Moses, the mother told Moses, this is who you are. There is a reason why you are here. You've got a purpose. And what did Moses do? When Moses became of age, after he had learned everything about Egyptian law and everything that Egyptians do, after being raised as a prince, the Bible tells us that there was a time when Moses saw an Egyptian and an Israelite fighting. And he killed the, Israel, uh, the Egyptian. Why? Because he knew that his mandate is to lead the children of Israel somewhere. He knew that he, people that he's going to lead, they must not be destroyed. And that's, that's passion. Have passion for your dream. Amen. And then the Bible tells us that because of that, Moses was the one who led the children of Israel out of Egypt. Don't forget, the children of Israel came to Egypt through Joseph, not because they were in captivity, but because there was famine in the land. Now, they needed to go to the promised land because Egypt was not a promised land. Even if they lived in Egypt for about 400 years, that was not the final destiny because God has got plans for it. And he needed someone who will stand in the gap to see to it that vision is fulfilled. And we find Moses taking the children of Israel from Egypt to to the promised land. Amen. Think about Joshua and Caleb. They had vision to go to the promised land. And it was clear that Moses would never go into the promised land because he was angry with the children of Israel. And he did what he was not supposed to do. You know, Bishop, is it Bishop who put it very clear last time that he hit the rock twice and he was supposed to hit the rock once. Do you remember why is that? Why was God not pleased with Moses because he hit the rock twice? When Jesus was hanging on the cross, they pierced him once. So whatever he was doing, it was the image or the picture of what was going to happen. That's why God wants you to follow direction exactly as he tells you. So that you get a bigger picture of where he's going. Because everything else that Moses was doing, it was the picture of Christ. The picture of how God is going to redeem or deliver the children of Israel. Amen. And because of that, he could not enter the promised land. And the Bible tells us that 12 spies were sent into Canaan. And only two came with a good report. I mean, you'll be few who stick with your vision. It's not everybody else. Don't believe in the crowds. Believe in what is inside of you. And that's why Joshua and Caleb said, we are well able to do this. Yes, they are giants. We are not moved by our circumstances, but by the power of the word of God in our lives. For we know that the word of God is true. The word of God will come to pass. Thus, Joshua and Caleb said, yes, we saw all those things, but one thing for sure, the word of God is above it. And may it be that in your life, for you to be able to unearth your your potential, you take the word of God and you believe in your word of God, not your circumstances. Amen. Think about Daniel. He had a vision. And even if he was in captivity in Babylon, he refused to enjoy the pleasures of Babylon. They wanted to give him the best food, everything that it is, that will make, you know, if ever you are, greed you or you desire greatness you'll want to eat the best 
But Daniel understanding that they've got a law to say, don't eat this, do eat that, as children of Israel. And some of us, we eat things that we are not supposed to eat. And that's why some, our potential is ruined. Amen. And we realize that Daniel even changed the king because the king realized that the God of Daniel is a powerful God. The God of Daniel is the God that will deliver the people of Israel. The God of Daniel is the, God, the only true living God that each one should bow to. That's why, that's why they were allowed to bow to the living God because he refused to bow to any foreign God. So understanding your potential, you protect your vision. Think about Nehemiah. Nehemiah was comfortable serving the king in a foreign land. But his heart was in Israel. His right was right where the people, the, the promises of God, he knew that God's promises cannot be frustrated. Someone must stand in the gap and fulfill the promise. And thus, he pleaded with the king to go back and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And my prayer, I'm not too sure what is your vision, what is your purpose. Maybe you find yourself very comfortable, but it is not done. If ever you are successful, you are now staying in the suburb and so on. You still have a family that is still struggling. Remember those people. Go back and rebuild the walls of your family. Go back and do something with your life using your potential because God has given you ability to be successful. Amen. The second thing is commitment. According to Hebrew chapter 12, from verse 1 to 2, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Let us strip off. What are the weights that are slowing you down? What are the issues that are pulling you down? The Bible says, strip them off, especially the sin that so easily trip us up. Sin, Bazalwani, it doesn't matter what you say. You cannot be too smart for sin. Sin will always catch up with you and it will strip you down. And my prayer is that let us get rid of those things because we cannot fulfill potential. We cannot discover our potential if we live in sin. It will be just for a moment, but one thing for sure, you are going to reap whatever you are sowing. And it says, let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Why run with endurance? Because it may not be easy. It may not be comfortable. There will be hindrances along the way. So be careful, focus, understand your purposes, and run with endurance. That's what it says. And then it says, we do, not, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. It is Jesus who is the one who initiated our, our faith. Let's believe because he followed the ways of God. That's why even when he was about to die, he said, not my will, but your will be done, God. I don't want to live because, uh, according to the comfort of this world, but I want to do your purpose. May it be that as born again children of God, you should never forget why we are, not, we are born again. We are not born again to be members of Grace Bible Church, but we are born again to fulfill the purposes of God Almighty. So we need to understand that. Amen. So it's only when you fix our eyes unto Jesus, it says, because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. 
Now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. Don't you want to sit on the place of honor? I think it's, it's quite key. What is it that you're willing to sacrifice for you to sit at the place of honor? Because don't forget, you are an eternal being. You are not just living today. Even if you are dead, you are alive spiritually. You are alert spiritually. So be aware of that. So focus helps us not to give attention to distractors. We need to fix our eyes on Jesus. If you want to fulfill purpose, I mean, you know very well, as yesterday we were celebrating June 16, you realize that they didn't want to be taught in Africans because they were aware that it was going to be limited. They could only speak the language in the country, but outside the country, there will be no communication because of Africans. And that's why they wanted to be international. Are we international where we are? Did we take advantage of what? They've run with the baton, and now they've passed it on to us. What have we done? I think it's 41 years this year, ne? 42 years. We are celebrating 42 years after all that happens. What proof do we have to can say we are running with that vision? We are running with that papers. We are international. We know our story. We understand. I mean, Masaloni, we need to stop this thing of Hochisa Matairi. We are creating our own potholes in our township. Matairi let us change our mindset. Let us renew. Let's understand because they wanted to build a good future for us. What are we doing to ourselves? Let us change our mindset. And that's why the Bible says, renew your mind, renew your understanding. They've set the ground. They've set a platform for us. We are no longer being taught in Africans. But now, what are we doing with the language that is international? Amen. So be aware that focus help us not to give attention to distractors. We need to consistently focus on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. Don't focus on other people who will distract you. Focus on the Jesus. The Bible is very clear. Don't focus on your spiritual leader. They will guide you the way, but the main focus is Jesus. Know Jesus and understand Jesus as the one we need to focus on. And we, uh, think about Peter. You still remember when uh, Jesus was walking on the sea and Peter, to be sure that it was Jesus, he said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. And Jesus just said, come. And G Peter was able to walk on the waters. Can you walk on the waters because it's an instruction from Jesus? Are you aware that instruction from Jesus will sustain you? You will never sink when you take Jesus Christ by his word. When you live on the purposes of God. Whenever, when Jesus gives you a word, you obey the word and act on your word. There's nothing that will destroy you. Amen. You'll be sustained. So commit to a process of self-improvement. Change. Don't be the same. You know, it's so sad. 41, 42, 43. But what else changes? What else changes? No ways. Live a life of purpose. Live a life of potential. Live a life even when you can see the fruits of your labor. 
You, can, you have influence in other people's life. Commit to self-improvement. Study, read the word. I mean, even if you were to read the notes that you are given every Sunday, Bazalwani, I promise you, your life will be great. That's why you need courage to act on the word of God. You need courage to self-improve. You need courage to be able to do something with your life. Don't come to Mark Register, but come to say, you know what, this week, I'm going to apply these principles and I'll I'll see change in my life. Amen. The third thing is motivation. Work towards your goals. Create a checklist of things. Work towards your goal daily, daily. What were the distractors and how do I self-correct? Because if ever Osana anything ever motivating, there is nothing that will make you to stay focused. Set yourself up for success. You know, Professor Tulima Donsela, when she was here, she said, be available for your success. We need to be available for our success. Write down your values. Strength and weaknesses. I mean, all of us, we have strengths and weaknesses. Know your weaknesses and protect those weaknesses. Allow God, because the Bible says when we are weak, we are made strong in the Lord. May it be that you ask God, Jehovah, to give you strength in those areas where you are very weak. Because without doing such, you cannot be focused. Have goals that are specific. I mean, the, the, the students of 1976, their goal was specific. They knew they don't want Africans. And that led to other things. So may they be specific. May they be measurable. Is there a way you can say you've improved from last week? You are a better Christian today than last week. What is it that you can tell that it has changed in your Christianity? Make them to be attainable. If everyone knows devotion, change that, schedule it. Do something with your life that will help you grow in your walk with God. Take courage because for as long as when your life we get surprised for life, but we don't plan for our lives. Amen. And may your goals be relevant and realistic to your potential. Some of us, we've registered, we want, we've joined Kairos. There are, there's a potential to be a pastor of one of the thousand churches. But what are you doing? Just attending class and closing your book, going back home doesn't help you. You need to do something with your life. You need to avail yourself. Start doing a door-to-door outreaches, start preaching, whether in a train, wherever you are, start sharing the power of the gospel, start praying for the sick, start doing something that is, it shows that you are planning to be a pastor. Don't wait for bishop to call you and say, I ordain you to be a pastor. You don't start to be a pastor when you are ordained. You are a pastor in the way you do life on a daily basis. May God help us to understand that we need to develop. We need to be courageous to develop our own potential. And state your goals positively. Don't be negative about, you know, don't say, I can't, I can't, I can't. I mean, when you do exercises, 
especially the stomach exercises, they can so discourage you because there's no balance. But continue. One day you'll master them. One day you'll get it right because the more you practice, the more you develop skill. Don't give up because you couldn't do it. You can't because you don't want to try. All of us, God wants us to be successful and commit to a cause. And commit to the process. Have a diary. Write down your vision. Make it clear. Make it plain so that you may run with it. That's what the Bible says. The fourth thing, faithfulness. Connect and tell others so that they keep you on a narrow road. You know, nobody cares, but because this is where you're going. Why you are going the opposite? Don't go south simply because nobody knows. Tell someone so that you have people, you have your brother keeper. Somebody is a keeper of your life. Someone will keep you on a narrow road. That's why we need to take membership, be part of the church. I mean, people who go solo, they miss, they get lost among us. After, after a while, we no longer see them. They're no longer available or they are no longer visible among us simply because they didn't tell anybody that they are commitment. So we thought they are visitors. So a visitor will go back to their church. Amen. Refuse to compromise. Refuse to compromise. I, sometimes we so compromise the word of God. We so compromise with our lifestyle. Refuse to compromise because you know that you have potential that you need to unearth. There's something great because once you, don't, once you compromise, you may limp like Jacob because you compromised. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't compromise. Seek the will of God. I mean, if ever a day goes by without reading the word of God, what guides you for that day? If you don't start the day with the word of God, what informs your decision throughout the day? Because the word of God is there as a compass of your life to show you direction, to give you direction, to help you make right decisions about life. Dedicate your life to reading the Bible, understanding the word of God. Give yourself to what matters in the house of God. Amen. Be willing to give. Decide what you are willing to give decides what you will receive. So what is it that you are willing to give according to the principles of God? Because it will tell us, if ever it's laziness, complacency, you'll receive that in return. If you don't want to be committed, you want to be casual, your life will be casual or will be a casualty life. Choose to do something great with your life. Believe God for greatness. Amen. Amen. 
The other thing is that we need to take every opportunity to go for the best. Learn from the best. May it be that you have mentors who are good, who will guide you. Mentors who will help you come out of your weaknesses. There are people out there whom we can learn from. And may God give you one that you can guide you, one who will help you to grow and develop your potential. Don't accept the limitations of others. You know, some people will say it is not possible. Just believe that nothing is impossible. Be like Joshua and Caleb. Tell them that I am well able because the spirit of the Lord dwells in the inside of me. I am well able to overcome. I will pass my trick. I will pass whatever studies. Whatever you've decided to do, commit to the cause and you will make it. You will be a good success once you are committed. So don't tell others that, you know, I know, what subject was it? Accounting. It was tough at the university, and they will tell you, no, no, only a few would pass. They are chosen from the beginning of the year. Continue studying so that your, if your lecturer wants to fail, you no, we greatly, we greatly. So unfortunately, we don't study because we know that it's a subject that is a problematic subject. And it's not, it's just the attitude. Anything that you give yourself to, you will always receive from it. Amen. And don't wait to be told every step to take. You know, but Tobangidi will borrow. You must tell them, do this, Kappa. Yashopo, Telati, Topadi Pampi. It's rough. Eh? May God help us to unearth. Let it be that you have standards. Because if you have standards, whatever you look at, if ever is not in line with your standards, we fix it. But does it tell, okay, yeah, you said yes, ne? Why is so way to date? Why can't we fix so way to pick up the paper? So I'm sorry, black, 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 So what will be clean? You know, there was a I think I was 76. There was that sticker or whatever board that said, keep so way to clean. We no longer see that. Keep so way to clean. Okay. <laughs> you don't want to. So don't be told. I mean, we need to do something with our environment. Our environment is not conducive for healthy living. And there's no one who will come from anywhere who will come and clean up our environment because we ourselves make it dirty. I was so shocked to hear about, you know, you know, people are lazy. They sleep and when they realize they come and dump here. It's unfair, Bazalan. How can you do that? Now we pick up sicknesses, diseases, and so on. Rakula and are to sell healthy the clinic is around and I wanna day it's okay. Can you imagine if all of us become responsible? We unearth our potential, we respect our environment, we respect one another. I mean, no one will change, but if we change, if we renew our mind and change our mindset. 
Basalwan is celebrating June 16. We'll forever be celebrating June 16. But I want us to celebrate June 2018 by doing something different. May it be that we have a reason of celebrating June 2018. And 2017, let's plan big. They plan for June 16. What are we planning for other Junes? Nothing. Just Hochisamatair. May God help us. Amen. In conclusion, just know that God works with our potential. God works with our potential because if ever you cannot, you cannot unearth it, there's nothing that God will work with. So God works in, with our potentials. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20, it reads thus. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, and above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works where? Where does this power work? Why is it that we cannot see the fruit of what works inside of you? May God help us to be practical with the scripture. If ever the Bible says, my God is able to do exceedingly above, it means in black black Let's start small. Let's clean so way too. I, I mean, June 26, 6, 2018. Can we clean our township? Can we keep our toilets, public toilets clean? So what are you going to do? Write it down. And daily practice something that will show that you're going to commit to that. Because without commitment, there's no way that we can be able to unearth our potential. There's no way that we can leave a legacy. There's no way. I mean, June 16, 26, uh, June 16, 1976, the legacy is that we are no longer taught in Africans. That's a legacy. And it kicked in other things because now we have freedom. So many things came up out of that because they realized that it is possible if we stand aground, if we are motivated, if ever we have a vision, if ever we are faithful and we are committed to the cause, it is possible. So Bazalwani, keeping so to clean, it is possible. It is possible. Vision, visionary bishop, I can a thousand churches in his lifetime. Can my vision be at clean so to in my lifetime? Pasalani, it is doable. It is doable. It is doable. And I want to challenge you to say, keep your environment clean. Because once you start with your environment, let's not throw outside the windows. Let's start changing how we do life. Let us keep so to clean. So that, I mean, can you imagine? People from Denmark or Poland to go about us so to what about June 16. Have a fit of a crying cabaret. What was the vision? What was the purpose? Messi Amata Renuile. Goodness. Rajaiva, Lonela, the right is a sedimentaining. 
May God help us to see a bigger picture that God has given us the life and what we can influence. And let it start with Christians because the hope of the world is Christians, Bazalwan. Everything else, it's, it, yes, they'll be there, they'll have good plans. But if ever we allow God to renew our minds, because it's only the Spirit of God who gives us ability. Because the Bible says, this Spirit within us, it can work exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask. Or think, what are you asking God? Not you copella so it is clean if it keeps so it is clean. Amen. So, God works in our lives according to the power or the potential that is in us, and know that that you have a potential, and God can only use that potential within you. Amen. Let us pray, Almighty God. We've just heard your word, and I pray that, mighty God, may we meditate on it. May we change our environment because of the power of your word. May we understand that it is your word that gives us ability to be overcomers. May we realize that your word is like a seed in our lives. It's able to produce. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that may your spirit arrest each and every individual that is in this house so that, Father God, they may connect with their purpose and unearth their potential in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Father, we pray for a clean sower too. We pray for a safe uh, township, a safe environment where we can walk and go wherever we want without fear of being hurt. Mighty God, it's only when we ask these things that you grant them to us. And our desire is to rebuild our nation. To change our mindset so that, Father God, whatever we do, we do it unto your glory. May it be that we realize unless we realign our lives with your purpose, there's no way that we can be achievers here on earth. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we commit our cause to you. We say, Daddy, guide each and every step that we take so that, Father God, we can see your goodness in the land. Father, we give you glory. We give you honor and adoration. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Whilst our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, I know there are people here. You came today because you want to join us. You wanted to join us this morning. I want to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. Because the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. So you've never made that decision. I just want to give you an, an opportunity this morning for you to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. If you are in the house, would you please indicate by lifting your hand wherever you are so that we may pray with you. Anyone in that, God bless you. I see that hand at the back. Anyone, any other person in the house? I know there are many. Don't be shy. This is a golden moment where you are going to connect with God, Jehovah, your creator. Amen. Any other person in?